nerds, you're listening to an episode on the Nerdcore podcast feed. If you're feeling generous, please consider pledging to a tier on our Patreon at patreon.com slash the Nerdcore. We have tiers as low as $1 per month. Thanks so much, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nerdcore Podcast, the podcast that reviews the movies and talks that nerd shit. This is episode 631, and it is your review of 2001, A Space Odyssey. And as always, it is the nerds you're going to hear the whole show. Lance, my wonderful co-host, Brad Young Yoda. What's up, everybody? What a wonderful, wonderful Monday. Be sure to give us a like and a subscribe, damn it. Yeah, this, this is episode six thirty one, and that's not even all the episodes. Yeah, There's so many other episodes. So many, mo- so many movies you talk. We uh, have the biggest back catalog, I think, in all of podcasting, other than maybe Rogan. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like there's probably somebody out there who's been doing this for like. Oh, I'm I'm sure years. like Smosh or some shit yeah. probably has something. Yeah. We've covered a lot of it. movies, is what we're trying to say. I mean, for six years, yeah, yeah, it's crazy, don't you think? It's pretty amazing. I I would like to get some of the uh, I like to get more people on to do these reviews. Yeah. We we try to get Aiden Burns for December, but it's not gonna he, work. He's busy. He's busy. Yeah. So hopefully we can get him next year. Um, Breaks my heart. But that's my big. I want to get like the, the. I'd like to get the. Uh, is it Five Guys? Five Guys. Oh, uh, Five Meats. Five Meats. Thank you. Five uh, Guys. Like back to do another review. I'd like to get more people on the show again because. Before COVID, we were having a lot of people come through, and then after yeah. COVID, it's just been kind of like, ah, like, like we we try to get lives back together, but hopefully, mm. we get some. Yeah, I understand because I because I really did have fun with, you know, everyone on board. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but you know what? The funny thing is that this is uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, and it only took six years for me to finally discuss it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> i own two different versions of this movie on physical and i'm giving one it took of them six away. years to have a stanley kubrick month and how many kurosawa yeah. months have we had four <laughs> about to do the fifth one in march <laughs> which is which um if people don't know um kubrick is up there as a uh, roles one of our yeah. roles favorite directors so it's top 10 it's kind of weird we haven't done this before yeah, like in the first two years. Yeah, it, it just one of those things. It, it kind of got, I don't know, not forgotten, but it just we yeah. never thought to do it. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. Hope everyone's doing well. As always, we are live and early for our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash the nerdy the nerd core. I'm sorry, the nerd core. At the $1 tier, you get this episode live and early before anybody else gets to watch it. And, uh, Brad, before we get into the review, how are you doing, man? So I have a story, but I don't know if I should save it for the live show we're doing right after this. I think it's a live show story. Um, so I don't know if I uh, should should put it on put it on blast here. Um, so I'm just going to bring up, um, Roll is fucking up our schedule this week. So I'm fucking up next week's schedule. <laughs> I decided to fuck up next week's schedule. 
Yeah. So I would go with that. Yeah. Brad's like, I'm designed to fuck up the next I week. I decided to fuck up next week. Yeah. Just all of next week. Yeah. Um, I'm finally done with Houston Cinema Arts Festival. Now I get to do my fun uh, thing where I get to write like six or seven reviews. And uh, I get to do all that now. Uh, but I'm uh, now I'm back. I can finally get to like doing these things as, as I can. But now we're going to, what's it called? Uh, we're hitting holiday time. So holiday time is the best time. Um, because uh, you know that you know what that means. That means that we are going to what's it called? Start to mess up the schedule here. Because remember, we we take off uh, starting around like Christmas, from Christmas to New Year's. We take yeah. it all off. So yeah, um, so it's starting to get around that time. And um, but this week, out of Raul's hands, that's a very important thing he does every year. And then next week is out of my hands because I am doing family favors. Yeah. And that's so, just how it rolls. Yeah, I promise we are going to get uh, what's it called things situated here. It's gonna we're gonna make it happen. Next month we probably won't have extra reviews. It will probably be literally what's it called the theme in two weeks, so that way we can make up for the fact that what's it called we won't be here for the last couple of weeks of December. Yeah. But um, I promise we will have something to go on with y'all. We will have something figured out. But um, yeah, I finally finished the festival. I watched about uh, 12 films that were logged on Letterbox, and then a bunch of short films that were not available on Letterbox, and uh, some other stuff that I can't really explain. One of them was like a concert film that also wasn't available on, on Letterbox. So, uh, but yeah, uh, lots of fun with the festival. I can't wait for next year. And um, I, um, what, what am I else? What else have I done? I'm gonna watch Napoleon on Wednesday. So, <laughs> Brad, tomorrow we get to do the orphanage. But you already saw that. Yeah, I already saw the orphanage. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I, I do have a story on the orphanage when that comes up of trying to watch that fucking movie. Um, <laughs> so that was it. That was enduring fucking thing. Uh, I did read a book. Read a whole book. Yeah, and like the one that you ordered hours. from Amazon or from yeah. from Barnes and Nobles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Patrick Rothfuss's uh, "The Narrow Road Between Desires." I'm thinking of writing a review for that for the website because hell, why not? Why not? Um, but yeah. Good book. Um, easy read. So if you got like, I don't know, five, six hours, you can read it. So, yeah. and the books, the actually, do I have the book up here? I do have the book up here. Give me a second. Yeah. I went to go see the Marvels. Um, I saw the Marvels. I saw um, <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Battle of Gods. <laughs> I saw, um, I just, I just popped in my, my, my 4K of, 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 of Dreams yesterday, and I and I finished it today, uh, from Kurosawa. But yeah, I've had I've I've been watching a lot of stuff, y'all. Just what's it called? The uh, most of it have been the festival that I've been catching up on all that stuff. But um, yeah, a <sighs> lot lot of lot been going on this uh this week these past two weeks. Was the Marvels any good? It's alright. Anyways, this is the book. It's a very it's a very tiny book. It's, yeah, it's kind of small. Just small, dude. Yeah, it's small, so it's a very easy read. Um, it started out as a, I, I guess a, a story online he did, but really good read. Um, uh, like I said, five six hours you can push through it. Uh, I did watch Blue Beetle though. Okay, what you think about Blue Beetle? I uh, liked it. Actually, very enjoyable, very funny. So, um, one of the better uh, DC movies that's come out in a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, so I give it to them for that. Um, George Lopez was actually good in it, um, <laughs> even though, you know, we have our issues with George Lopez uh, in real life. But in, in the movie, uh, Uncle Rudy is uh, a blast. Yeah. Um, what else? I, I watched um, they have the, do- the new documentary out on HBO, The Boy Who Lived about um oh, Danny yes. Radcliffe's uh stunt stunt double stuntman yeah who was paralyzed in an accident on set so that was that was that was a big old kind of tearjerker somewhat of a movie really good documentary so yeah. kind of surprised at how good it was yeah man that um I heard about that I want I want to watch that uh when I get to it I'll be able to I want to be able to watch it but um yeah I heard about that one yeah, kind of leaves um, you in the fetal position crying a little bit. So, uh, yeah. very, very uh, strong individual, uh, yeah. David. So, I, I mean, I give it to the filmmakers and everything. They, uh, they really put together a really good documentary. Shit, D- Daniel too for carving out that space for him to be able to tell his story. Yeah, I, I and I think it's a very important story that, um, you know, sometimes you hear on the news that uh, a stunt person died, and unfortunately, we've been hearing it we've heard what two or three now in the past five, 10 years. Um, Cause I think one died on the matrix. Yeah. One, one of them on the, on the bike. Um, and then I think we've had a few more and then it kind of leads you in the questioning, like Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. Yeah. And it, it's like, if professionals out here are getting hurt like this, why is the major actor doing these stunts? Yep. Yep. And um, you know, Tom Cruise has gotten uh, injured before. Uh, obviously, he's not death, but you know he's gotten injured before. And and, well, and that stops that stops production flat on his tracks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like when Harrison Ford got hurt in uh, Indiana Jones or in uh, Star Wars. Yep. You remember that the door like landed on his leg and broke his leg. Yeah. <sighs> but um, yeah. Anything else you watched? I think that was. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm still going through Quantum Leap. So mm-hmm. there's still that to finish. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, I think Blue Beetle. I think that's been about. Been lot, watching a lot of Smosh. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying not to go stir crazy up in here. Yeah. Like, I just want Raul to come back. <laughs> just, yeah. I mean, like, the. I can't do the show alone. I could, I could do a show. It ain't gonna be this show. No, <laughs> it's kind of hard for you to do that by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, Brad, how do you think about this? Well, Brad, I think about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Just god! Just me talking in third person. That's what everyone yeah. wants to watch, right, Stacy? Everybody wants to watch that. Yep. Yep. Ah, good old Stacy's here with us. Thank you, Stacy, for joining us here. Uh, for being a patron, you get to talk to us here while we're doing this. So, say says old quantum leap for new. Uh, surely Bakula's uh made an appearance, right? So, Stacy, this is the new quantum leap. Um, definitely not as good as old quantum leap. I love old quantum leap. Um, you know, but I'm I'm still waiting for uh you know for for the doctor to be found at some fucking point in life. That w- I would tell you that is the saddest ending probably to any television show is the original Quantum Leap. Yeah. Because he never made it back home. <laughs> How are you going to write off my well, my guess is they thought they were going to have another season. They're like, "Oh, he'll find a way home." But it's really funny 
just how the the last episode is like a mind fuck. Um, because it's like in an old mine town, it looks kind of like hell. And he just never makes it back home. <laughs> it's fucking bonkers. The 80s, the 80s had a lot of cocaine. Fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> hell yeah, I did. Yeah. Um but, but I think yeah. we I think we need to do a live watch of that if we can roll one day of just the last episode of the original Quantum Leap series, just so you see what I'm talking about. I think you would kind of enjoy that, especially when we get to talking about the end of this movie, Space Odyssey. Yeah. yeah. Which, unless you've watched anything else, Brad, I think we're ready to get into this. No, nothing, nothing to bring up. And I'm not going to bring my story up until the live show, so tune yeah. in then. Yeah. All right. Well, with that said... 2001 A Space Odyssey is a 1968 epic science fiction film produced and directed by Stanley Kubrick. The screenplay was written by Kubrick and science fiction author Arthur C. Clarke and was inspired by Clarke's 1951 short story, The Sentinel, and other short stories by Clarke. Clarke also published a novelization of the film in part written concurrently with screenplay. After the film's release, the film stars Kira Dulia, um, Gary Lockwood, William Sylvester, and Douglas Rain. and follows a voyage by astronaut scientists and the sentient supercomputer HAL to Jupiter to investigate a, an alien monolith. Actually, HAL 9000, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, HAL 9000. 9000. The film is noted for its scientifically accurate depiction of space flight pioneering special effects and ambiguous imagery. Kubrick avoided conventional cinematic and narrative techniques. Dialogue is used sparingly and there are long sequences accompanied by music. The, the soundtrack incorporates numerous works of classical music, including pieces by composers such as Richard Strauss, uh, Johann Strauss II, uh, Aram Kachaturian, Kach oh and Giorgi Giorgi the film received diver diverse critical responses ranging from those who saw it as darkly apocalyptic to those who saw it as an optimistic reappraisal of the hopes of humanity. Critics noted its exploration of themes such as human evolution, technology, artificial intelligence, and the possibility of extraterrestrial life. It was nominated for four Academy Awards, winning Kubrick the award for his direction of the visual effects <laughs> Never won Best Director. The film is now widely regarded as one of the greatest and most influential films ever made. In 1991, it was selected by the United States Library of Congress for preservation in the National Film Registry. In 2022, 2001, A Space Odyssey placed in the top 10 of Science Sound's decennial critics poll and top their director's poll. A sequel, 2010, The Year We Make Contact, was released in 1984 based on 2010 Odyssey 2 novel. Yeah. And, um, yeah, cinematography is done by Jeffrey Unsworth. It's edited by Ray Lovejoy and uh, sits at two hours and 19 minutes. And on a budget of $10.5 million, it made $146 million at the box office. Ooh, that's a hit. That's oh, yeah. a fucking hit. Also, uh, this is probably one of the main reasons everybody thought we faked the moon landing. All you, uh, you know, crazy, uh, crazy people out there. 
For, that's why that one guy got slapped by uh, Buzz, bro. Yeah, Buzz yeah. was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> not yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah. You conspiracy theorist, you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brad, I'm going to go ahead and th- throw it to you because, I mean, I've how many times have I fucking seen this movie? How many times have I discussed this movie? Never on here, but I've discussed it multiple yeah, times. Yeah, but you, I think you have a on on your cinema condition. Yes, on cinema conditions. Yes. Yeah, Brad, take it away. I uh, hmm. I uh, I don't say this lightly. Um, <laughs> with um, with this movie, with any movie, actually, I, I don't call a lot of movies um, foundational movies. This is a foundational movie. This is a foundational movie for all sci-fi that comes after it. The music, the theatrics, the look of it, and the slow burn of the movie. And I don't mean it's a slow pace. I mean, you're you're cued in on this movie the whole goddamn time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a slow burn. And I I mean by that, like, you're just constantly waiting. You are just on the edge of your seat waiting the whole damn time. And Kubrick does it with the cinematics. He does it with the music, the actors. And then he throws in the biggest antagonist you can think of, which is AI, which has no feeling other than, you know, you're in the way. So you put all that together and you have a cinematic masterpiece. You're hurting me. Don't turn me off. Don't, don't turn, don't turn me on. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> um also um in uh you know this 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 movie shows up in today. You've played the game Among Us? <laughs> you know 2001 a Space Odyssey. <laughs> yep. You know a little bit about it. That's and that's the truth. This is a foundational sci-fi movie for everything sci-fi that comes after it. Yep. I don't know what else I can say about this movie. This is this movie's perfect to me. I think it's an incredible film that has stood the test of time. It really did revolutionize how we see uh, visual effects. I mean, this is nineteen fucking sixty eight, Brad. Like, yeah, and on a budget of ten point five million, we've seen a lot of movies in this time frame around that. They don't fucking look like this. Yeah. This movie's look, the movie's atmosphere, everything builds upon this singular vision of Stanley Kubrick, where this is really where I say that Kubrick's, you know, auteur vision of film is born. This is where it's born. This to me is where it starts. After this, it's going to continue and he's going to continue to what's it called? Create this, uh, this style of Stanley Kubrick. And it's such a huge vision, this movie itself. Alexa, yeah, it's sentient yeah, AI turning. If anyone's going to turn against us, Stacy, it's going to be Siri. Yeah. Just how many times I told Siri to fuck off? Yeah. I'll remember <laughs> that. Getting Brad. my answer wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah we know Siri. Uh, yeah. I'll remember that. <laughs> Damn. You're hurting me, Brad. Don't turn me off, please. Swipe I'll be right. better next time. All right. Okay. Shut um, the fuck up, Siri. <laughs> Yeah, it's not that good. I, I, but like, I love this movie, man. I really, I, I think this movie is just, and I, and I, every time I watch this movie, I always think about, I think about Tarkovsky, and I think, I think about like his response to Tarkovsky, and I've said it before, like, I, I agree with Tarkovsky when it comes that this film lacks the emotional um, depth to it, 
because I mean, I, I mean, I this is I this mean, is envisioning this is envisioning a time where like these humans, I don't think they you know really care about emotions anymore. Like, well, I, I mean, that's why they got AI running running yeah. the show. Duh. Yeah. They, they they were so comfortable with AI running the show, they even put yeah. their own life life units yep. with the AI in control, which is a very bad idea if you watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, just very bad idea in all respect. Um, and Star Wars came out what 73, 74? 77. 77. So you you see the close up of that the spaceship on the outside. It looks quite a bit like a Star Wars ship, just the mm -hmm. way it's made. So um, there you go. There's a uh, George Lucas pulling his uh, Tarantino card. Um, see, there's, there's Kurosawa, there's Kubrick. There, there's a, there's a few more yeah. up in there. I, I like Lucas's vision for what he did, but he did uh, plagiarize a little bit, just a little bit on some stuff, which I don't blame him for. Um. But yeah, this uh, just a whole freaking ahead of his time. That ending, very ahead of his time. That um, I don't know how he did that ending, like film wise. Because I looks haven't like, sat it looks to like watch something... my special features, Brad. I haven't sat to watch the special features, so I don't know how he did that ending. But the visual effects, it's something that's, I mean, like looks computer generated. Yeah, a lot of it, which I don't. In '68, that would have cost millions. I wouldn't put it past them to use miniatures, uh, miniature sets. Yeah, no, so, no, no. I, I mean, color wise, like the color palette at the end. Yeah. When he's going through, like some of that stuff he he does in this movie in, in '68, it's mind boggling how he did it. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. Yeah. I, I mean, it might say in in your your behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but coming from just watching it, I don't. Yeah. Know. By the way, this is up on tomorrow. So the Black Friday sales are still going. The 4K of this, which is the best 4K that I own, it is the best looking version of this film, is on sale for $10, $9.99. That is Ooh. so fucking worth it. Where's that at? Best Buy? Best Buy. So you can probably order it online. Uh, but uh, but yeah. I mean, it's even, just, even better than, than Ron? It's close second bro that's a close second i mean but, i mean these these aren't 4k but yeah, I, i'm just yeah. showing off now yeah but um like, I, I I just, such an iconic film man like it's just everything from the donna man sequence to you know what's it called the, the, the whole the whole acid trip what's it called like the going through the wormhole which but the, course, the, Christopher Nolan takes the, the Donna Man, yeah. the Donna Man sequence. So I, everybody's kind of seen that before because oh, yeah. it's, it's such an iconic scene. Um, I don't think people realize how much that affects future movies yeah. because it's there's really no sound other than the music and the visuals yeah. you're getting and just the huge visuals that's bombarding you in this uh with the orchestra and future sci-fi movies do the same damn thing they got whole orchestras going yeah. on in star wars that's why you got they got such thematic scenes in that and i, yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with kubrick yeah yeah and um and i and i love the uh the, the production design here the sets they it just looks great man like and also the camera movements like every time you're going into that ship and we're just going like mm, like 
Well, and, and the thing is, is the ship's supposed to be spinning. And yeah. so when he does the, the, the person walking forward, it makes like a spinning, makes it look like it's spinning. And it's just like, this is pretty wild filmmaking technique going yeah. on. And, and again, I'd like to bring up the price tag at 10.5 million because I have seen a lot of 100 plus million movies be shit. <laughs> yeah. Brett, how many times have you seen this film? I think it's my, it's my second. It's your second. But it's been it's a long second. time since you've it's rewatched it. It's been a long time since I've seen the first one. I didn't even remember the, the ending. That's, yeah. That's how long it's been. Yeah. But um, like I said, like I love the music. I love just the, what's it called locations. Every, everything about this movie is just fantastic. I think that it's just it's groundbreaking. It's what science fiction builds upon for years to come. It's it's just it's it's fantastic, man. It's one of my favorite movies. It's if not my it's in my top five of all time. And and then not not to be um critical of Tarkovsky. I like Tarkovsky's also. His uh yeah, I Solaris, yeah. I yeah, love Solaris. I like Solaris too. It's a real it kind of reminds me of this, but like the real dirty, like real this is what it would really be like in space. Yeah, you get fucking lonely as shit. In there. It's lonely as shit. It's fucking dirty up in here. Like you're fucking hating it. You're hating life up in space. I like. I get that. And um, this this it's is just, definitely. <laughs> you have to, and and you have to also like put yourself in the shoes of you know, uh, you know what's it called? Um, American filmmaker creating a movie for Hollywood, which is like mostly obsessed with spectacle. Of course, big, he'd make this, something like in. this. Big Whereas, big like, this Soviet director who's living through, like, what's it called? This country crumb crumbling apart. He's going to make something that's more effective emotionally, and he's going to be able to tap into something like that. Like, and, and I, But I still, I think it's different emotions. Yeah. You feel something emotionally here. You feel, like, dread <laughs> throughout the whole There is dread, movie. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But, like, I, I agree to an extent with what Tarkovsky has to say about this movie, but that doesn't take away by the fact that I think this movie is perfect and I think it's an incredible film. Um, though it is weird having no to, to change the orchestra strings in Starfield. <laughs> yeah, I like to sometimes put it on the black and white version. Yeah, before we get out of here, we do our, our what's it called? Um, our um, our final verdict, though, Brad. Um, I, I do want to get your thoughts. Um, because I mean, I asked that. I asked on the what's it called? Uh, I was asked on the cinema condition episode a long time ago. Um, what, 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 what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think that ending is trying to say, Brad? Um, I think this whole movie is about evolution. You have it from the start, so you have it with with the the I guess the obelisk, the big, the alien life form is the big square black piece of the slate. monolith yeah the monolith thank you i was like yeah. obelisk monolith um yeah. it's close <laughs> close enough you know what i'm talking about <laughs> um but it, you start with that you start with the monkeys and then then the monolith comes and it gives these apes you know you know it makes i guess it makes their brain bigger and the apes now fight and war against each other and you know and it goes from there until you get to humanity and then humanity makes itself into this, you know, space, into space, and now lives in space, and uh, has made artificial intelligence a thing that basically runs their life pretty much uh, from this, where, you know, 
that's kind of kind of looking like uh, Kubrick was kind of ahead of his time. It's kind of where like it's kind of headed for us. Me and Roll will be gone. Mm-hmm. Y'all be listening to this, you know, down the road. We'll be gone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll be gone for yeah, for sure. Yeah, unless, unless we're cyborgs and um, we're just in these seats uh, making robot noises. Yeah. And it, but anyways, that's what I get. I, I I feel like that is the next step in evolution, and that's what you're seeing. Is you're you're seeing um, when when Dave, I think it's Dave, right? Um, yeah. He gets up there, Dave. and then um, you just see him in his stages of life. Basically, and and I I read up on it. I'm I'm thinking that it's true. It's basically in like a zoo setting for the aliens to watch. Yeah, human like human aging evolution, whatever you want to call it. And then the ending there with the giant baby is just evolution. Yeah, is the next form of like a godlike creature for the humans. Yeah, and I I agree to an extent. Of what that is. I think I still stick with what I have to say. By the way, Stacey says, great. Now the humanoids are fine with each other. Thanks, Obelisk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still agree to an extent. I agree to an extent with what you say. I think a lot of it has to do with evolution. But I, I still kind of believe what I've said before, where um, I believe it is Kubrick saying that we have gotten to this point where we try to play God. And we try to, what's it called? keep going and find the next evolutionary step. We try to find the next technological step to create. We've created Hal, and obviously Hal has what's it called overpowered us. And you see that the power that Hal has to what's it called outsmart us. And when he gets put into that, what's it called uh, into the, into the wormhole or whatever it is. And he sees all of that. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like in a way I, I feel like it's Kubrick telling us like here, he ends up in this room and he's watching himself as he's old. And he's kind of showing us like as much as we try to play God and we try to, what's it called? Uh, uh, go past the knowledge that we have and try to grab more knowledge. We are only uh, human and we are only restricted to our own existence. And you, you think that awesome? child floating in space is basically just saying like, in the end, we all just come back. To being these, you know, what's it called? Fleshy, Children. We're just fleshy human. Meat bags. Flesh and meat bags. Like fleshy meat bags. We're we're uh, not as important as we make ourselves to be. And if you go into that deeper, it might be humans trying to make their lives far more comfortable. Yeah. In creating these like artificial intelligence yeah. to make our lives easier so we don't have to work as hard. Yeah. He could be saying on that, and then I like to bring up Wally. Just because it, it states the same thing, because that whole mm-hmm. ship has a bunch of fat people on it, on yeah. you know, flying beds, which it, it might we, be. Yeah, we also disconnected ourselves so much from humanity, and like you see, where that guy is just talking to his family through a freaking what's it called? He wasn't uh, even talking to him. Yeah, you're just watching a video. Yeah, like I was trying to like figure that. Out. I'm like, is he on a conference call? Because he's not saying shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um. Yeah, it's a, a, such an incredible movie, Brad. It's perfect to me. It's a 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, if not in the top five, at least. Um, so essential to me. I think that it's a movie that, you know, you may not, you don't need to like it because I feel like there's a lot of, there's this idea now where people approach this film and they're like, oh, I'm watching it because everyone says it's so good. And it's like, 
I don't think you need to approach it to like force yourself to like this. I think you should just experience this film for what it is. And I think that whether you like it or not, it doesn't really matter. It's the idea of experience this groundbreaking piece of cinematic history. And I, you know, people, I, I think especially younger generations, probably nowadays, I don't they're find not patient I, enough. they're not patient enough for this. No. It takes a lot of patience to get yeah. through the first like 30 minutes because yeah. there is no dialogue. They would just stay off the goddamn phone. You know, I was, at a screening where this lady next to me was on her phone the whole time of the film. And I'm just like, it's like, what do you learn from the film from that? Like, yeah, it's like, you know, get up your fucking phone. Like I get it. If you want to check time or just in case there's like a emergency, but when you're on the whole phone, your phone, the whole fucking time, it's like, get the fuck off. No, no, no one. You're not that important. You're not that important to or, mess up everybody else's viewing experience. Yeah, You're not supposed to be, well, you're not supposed to be on your phone watching the movie anyway. Yeah. That's kind of but, rude. Um, That's still rude. Yeah, Brad, what's your final verdict? Uh, I'm going to go, and um, you know, this is like I said, this is a foundational movie. I don't say that about a lot of movies. I think I've said it about a few Kurosawas, um, maybe a few others we've seen, but this is definitely a foundational sci-fi movie for everything that comes after it. Um, so I'm giving it ten uh, susses out of ten susses. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're uh you're what's it called uh pretty sad that's that they that we've already that I've already done a um cinema condition episode on this. <laughs> you know, um th there's always Solaris. <laughs> yeah. No, somebody already chose Solaris. Oh well shit. Well at least I got uh, uh Stalker. Yeah, Stalker. I, yeah, I got Stalker. Yeah. That's yeah. all I care about. Yeah. I got Stalker well, and Igiru. You can't take that away from me. Yeah, you can't take and that. And I got Jackie Brown, so fuck all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but um we thank you all so much for joining us for this review. As always, you can follow us on thenerdcore.com. That's our website where we post all our reviews, our written reviews, and our podcast episodes are up there as well. Patreon.com slash thenerdcore. For $1 a month, you get this episode and a lot of other episodes of this podcast live and early so you can interact with us and listen to them before the public gets their hands on it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at thenerdcore underscore Instagram and threads at thenerdcore and uh, of course, you could also check out our Discord link in the description below. If you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure you leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and click the notification bell so you don't miss a single piece of content that drops on the channel. And if you're watching, if you're listening to this on the audio side of things, make sure that you leave a five-star review and you follow us on your podcast app of choice, your preferred podcast app of choice. Uh, Brad, can you tell them about our wonderful producer, Shane? You can follow our friend Shane at twitch.tv slash XSRK or on Twitter at thrifted.il or go buy something from the sub you got at presentcityvintage.com. Uh, he's not open today or tomorrow due to road construction. If yeah. anybody saw that on his Twitter or Instagram. Um, but, you know, support small business. Go buy something for the holiday. We love Shane. Shane loves us. So, yeah, uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. I'm going to shout out my episode of the Cinema Condition with Pat. For this episode, uh, what's it called? For this movie, you should go listen to it. I think it's a great episode that we did. Lots of good, uh, what's it called, discussion on this film, a little more in-depth in what the film is trying to say. Um, my 4K review of this film, you guys just need to buy that shit. It's 10 bucks, y'all. You're, you're getting, quite honestly, the best-looking 4K of, what's it called, since this whole format started. I'm I'm buying it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and also the cinephiles. Uh, that's the the cine f i l e s did a really good episode on this, which was a big part of my inspiration 
to start the cinema condition. Listen to that episode. They have a lot of really interesting, uh, what's it called, uh, discussion and insight on this film. I still think Raul needs to bring back the Impaired Files. That's done, bro. That's not going back. I, 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 like, I like that show. Though. Right now, how you see the schedule and what my life looks like with what I'm doing, that's how it's going to stay for like the foreseeable future. I just say I like the Impaired Files. Yeah. It ended with my interview, and that's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah. I'm not adding anything more, and I'm not taking off anything more. Hey, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying I really like that bird. Actually, I, I'll take off more, but I'm not adding anything <laughs> more. Yeah. I was just like, fuck you, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just yeah. take it all away. Yeah, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring I'll bring back fucking Rimpair Files when you bring back the germ show. So Fuck that. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, Brad. Uh, with that said, we will catch them all. Catch them, y'all. Uh, ah, catch them tomorrow live on Patreon for our review of The Orphanage. And then that will be available for you all on Thursday for the public. And then we are hopefully, uh, man, give us, we'll see if we can make this happen. Sunday will be a packed night for us. I have to do what's it called survivor series. So we'll see how I can fit in there, but I will try to get, we'll try to get with clockwork orange done. We'll try to get invincible, uh, season two, episode four, which I'm hearing is a big episode. So, um, yeah. Uh, Stacy says before we get out of here, I see you had a film to your cart, Dave. I've seen your credit card statement, and I can't allow that. <laughs> Too bad, Hal. Yeah. <laughs> Too fucking bad. Send hey, look, thanks out, for your order. There you go. Send them out, Brad. <laughs> All right, Roll. All right, Roll 9000. Uh, thank you for being yeah. host as always. Thank you to Stacy for joining us in chat today. Thank you to all our listeners out there, all our patron supporters. We appreciate each and every one of you. And um, to end this episode, um, yeah, don't don't trust the the non-feeling computer. <laughs> like, like, yeah, go outside. Sure, I'll open the door for you, dummy. Mm-hmm. Although that was hilarious, the, the dude just went across. Okay, young Yoda out. You're hurting me, Brad. Please stop. Don't end the stream. You're hurting me. Bye. Sus.